Yes, absolutely. I, I just uh, uh, went to the washroom and uh, there's a big sign above it saying Indian constables. So I thought, well, uh, perhaps I could have been a constable. <laughs> Sea of Poppies, obviously, was a huge success for you, and um, the first in a trilogy, and the second, I believe, is just published or about to be published. Tell me about the second. Uh, yes, it'll be out in June, uh, on June 9th, in fact. Um, sea of Poppies is partly about the opium trade in India, and uh, this book really is a continuation of, uh, in some ways, of that theme. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a novel on it in its own right, really, but. A lot of it happens actually in uh, Guangzhou, in Canton. Uh, in the, it's set almost entirely in the months leading up to the first Opium War. Did you travel there to do a bit of a fact-finding mission? Uh, I did indeed. Yes, five years ago, uh, I spent a month in Guangzhou. Uh, you know, uh, just sort of researching the background and so on. And uh, I've just been there again. <laughs> I love Guangzhou. I think it's a really interesting city. Your novels are steeped in um, historical facts and, and uh, I think that's as much of the joy of, of reading one of your novels is because you learn, one learns so much <laughs> in the process of the setting and the history of the setting. It's very kind of you to say that. Some, uh, I mean, some people would say it's a part of the pain of reading my novels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope not. But, uh, you know, look, I write the kinds of book that I like to read. And I love to learn about things. I love to know about things. I love books that in some way inform me about the world and which are also stories, also, uh, you know, Moby Dick, for example. I mean, one learns so much in Moby Dick. So, yes, uh, I, I enjoy that part of it. The process for you, the research process, must be quite intense. Or is, do you have all these facts and figures in your mind anyway? Good God, no. No, no. The research process was... Uh, it is intense, you know, but it's also in many ways very enjoyable. I mean, look, the thing when you're doing research is that you never have writer's block. <laughs> do you do all the research first or do you do it sort of as you go along? You suddenly realize you need to know about rigging in an old ship and you go off and find it or do you try and get as much facts and figures under your belt before you actually put pen to paper? No, it's exactly the first, uh, the first thing. Uh, I, for me, research is not a separate process. I write and research at the same time. Because, you know, I think that is how uh, it should be. Because in the end, you know, no one is actually reading a novel for the research. You know, they're reading the no a novel for other reasons. And I think uh, it helps keep it in perspective. So, I, you know, I never sort of like sit, uh, uh, you know, in a library for, for a year just doing research. I mean, that would drive me mad. I would be bored out of my wits, you know. So, <laughs> what is interesting is uh, you have to write a bit and then you do a little bit of research. And it's like you say, you know, suppose you come to a bit where uh, you have one of your characters is stepping into a carriage. Then you think to yourself, what sort of carriage? And you start suddenly, uh, you know, it becomes a kind of crazy thing. You think, oh my God, I have to know what kind of carriage it is. <laughs> and then you run off and you try and find the book which will tell you what sort of carriage there was, you know. So it's like that. I can imagine, though, you could get sidetracked and sidetracked and sidetracked and then suddenly think, oh, got to get back to the writing. Yes, that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly that. And, uh, you know, um, I'm a big foodie, for example, and the, my books are full of food. <laughs> and uh, that's the bit I really, really enjoy researching. And it's <laughs> You have to eat it, of course, right? Oh, yes, you have to try it. Or, actually, sometimes you just dream about it. Like, uh, uh, you know, 
in this in this book the new book river of smoke uh, i i described this banquet you know and a lot of it actually comes from historical sources so i've never tasted some of the food but i i just long to eat that stuff i mean there's a dish called buddha jumps over the wall what uh, is that it was a, a sort of a, a soup which was very popular in uh, uh in the late qing dynasty and it has 32 ingredients including duck's tongues and you know dried abalone and all sorts of things and it just sounds wonderful the idea is that it makes the monk jump over the wall it's so delicious <laughs> um why did you decide to to do a trilogy is it i mean purely cynical because then you can get people to buy a, a book three times <laughs> hook them on the first one or is it something you just really felt you needed to write and you knew it was going to be sort of pretty epic Uh, it was certainly not uh, a sort of marketing hook i, I mean i'm just not that clever <laughs> you know <laughs> I, i i wish i were but i'm not no uh, it's because you know i started writing this book and i realized at a certain point that uh, uh, i would not be able to finish everything i had to say uh, within the sort of uh, span that i had but you know there's another reason for that it's really that you know when you write a book the characters become very real to you they become like your family and your friends and things and i've finished books before and when you finish you just feel devastated i mean just to be leaving these people you know forever and at a certain point i i just thought to myself that i i can't do that again you know i just can't do that it's just too taxing i mean i just can't stand it <laughs> <laughs> so i said to myself i now want to live with these characters for the rest of my life so in a way that's that so that's that but do, do you do you ever feel that you could go back to some of your other books and do sequels then no no the other books were conceived of as single books and uh, i i i could never imagine that but no would i need to or want to really because i do think that uh, you know this book, i mean this cycle of novels will keep me busy for a long long time and uh, that's exactly what i want i mean i These characters are really fascinating to me and I I don't feel that I have to limit myself uh at, you know to their generation. I'm perfectly happy to skip forward and uh, you know to their children and grandchildren. So can you even conceive of what you'll be writing after this trilogy? You know, I've said it's a trilogy but I don't know that it'll be a trilogy. It could be a quartet or a quintet or a you know a sextet or it could just go on like that. Really um you know I I just don't know. It's going to go on and on. You started in journalism, didn't you? Do you find that that background of writing and research helps with your fiction? Enormously, absolutely enormously. I mean, uh, I I think people often ask me what is it, what it is that has influenced my work. And I think most of all it was the experience of being a journalist. And really I did a lot of journalism even until the late 90s, you know. Uh, I I covered things. I I wrote for the new yorker and so on yeah i mean my natural instinct is to carry a little pad which i have in on me right now and to constantly be making notes in it uh, that's just my natural instinct uh, you know in a way right if you were to divide writers in the way that you divide painters you could say that some writers are uh you know they are abstractionists and some are figurative uh, you know who sketch from the world who write you you know from the world and i'm definitely one of the latter have you written about the uh, indian constables in that little notebook uh, no i haven't but i must put it in i was speaking to your wife the other day and um 
And I was asking her, you know, in a, in a household of writers, are you very similar in your approach to writing? Does it help or not help? What's the process like for you now? Because not only are you both writers, you live sort of all over the world. You know, it's kind of hard to describe because it's my life and I, I don't know any other life. So it's, <laughs> I have no comparison with it. But, um, you know... Um, we have fortunately houses which are sort of like rambling houses in New York and in uh, in Goa. So our studies are very far apart and, uh, you know, um, Debbie works in her study through the day and uh, I work in my part of the house through the day and uh, basically we don't really see each other until the end of the day. Must be for a great marriage, I think. <laughs> um, and do you find that your your writing process is different depending on whether you're in America or Goa? No, not really, because, um, you know, basically for me, I go from one desk to another desk, and I have exactly the same, uh, mo uh, you know, monitor, I have the same printers, I have the same notebooks, uh, I have all the same material. For me, it's just going from one desk to another desk, and it's going from one very intimately known place to another very intimately known place. I think what I do find, what I find really hard to understand is the writers who go off to writers' retreats, you know, because for me to go off to an unknown place, uh, to an unknown desk, and to try and work there is, would be very difficult. You need to be at home. Yeah, I need to be in a situation which is very familiar, which is completely uh, inhabited by me, and exclusively by me. Nobody is allowed into my study, including <laughs> Debbie. So, uh, so um, you know, I, I do need that. I need to be completely at home where I am. Well, it's very nice to meet you. Thank you very much indeed for talking to me. Thank you. Amit Gosh, thank you. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. Thank you very much.